You will never see me coming. Jackson. Are you ready for another lesson? That's not the Mandalorian. I tend to I intend to finish this by Christmas morning. That's the Orange Julius guy. Lesson number one. Wait, I could do better than that one. Because <clears throat> like a mandarin is like a fruit. Shh. Is that no, is sh- that funny? I'm doing a thing over here. Why don't you stop interrupting me? Lesson number one. The If you do a podcast about Iron Man 3, don't don't forget to do the funny voice that you do before you start it. My name is Jackson McMurray. Okay, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't like the silence on your end. Uh-huh, yeah. Does it make you feel like you were floundering a little bit? Did you wish that I would send out a safety net to catch you? Is that what you want? Say your name so I can start the music. My name is Adelaide McMurray, and I am the only one who supports this whole podcast on my shoulders. And this is No Nerds Allowed. There are no nerds allowed. The corruption of Eastern iconography. I really, were you making a joke that you were going to do The Mandalorian? Because that's what you texted me. <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought you were going to do a Mandalorian impression, like the guy from The Mandalorian. <laughs> and so when you I, started doing The Mandarin, I was like, Jackson, that's not, that's, I'm so confused. <laughs> and I'm confused now. No, I was going to do The Mandarin. Because I didn't do it for our Iron Man 3 episode and yeah. I'm mad about it. Because I do that, when that movie came out. In 2013, That's, when I was like, in eighth grade, the only grade, joke that you would make that was that was comedy gold. When the trailer came out, nobody had seen the movie yet, and he, there's the line in the trailer where it's like, "You You'll will never, never see, see me, me coming. coming." And he like stretches everything out real long, and I did that all the time, and it got a laugh every single time. I was the most every popular kid in school. Um, we went. So, to, he went to four girls for the spring formal. I, I went to four girls. You went with four girls to the spring formal. <laughs> yes, and they all kept asking me to do the Mandarin thing. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, it's super cool that you do that, and there are no racial undertones to this impression whatsoever. No, not even, no there's none. That's what, what is they said race? To me. I don't see that stuff. Um, anyway. Yeah, it's people are people, that's what I say. Um, so Jackson, so how is your, how is your, uh, let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> I am the podcast boy. I am the one who talks. So how what is you your... To, what do you need to say? How is your Christmas season going so far? Um, g- good. Bad, actually, but almost oh. not, almost Wait, not no, bad anymore. Wait, no, hold on. Anymore. Why is it bad? Oh, just because I have been quite busy, and I... Because I'm right at the end of my quarter, you know, but... Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, same I'll, same I'll, be, I'll be less busy in about a week's time, and then I'll have a good Christmas season. I'm just yeah. not, I'm not there yet. Haven't had any time to watch any Christmas classics yet? Um, no. I watched, um, Iron Man 3 with you. Which is a Christmas classic. And I watched, um, Muppet Christmas Carol with the family at Thanksgiving. Yep. God, just And then the I watched this fucking, ever made. this fucking bad movie with you today. I, I like And I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset that you made me watch it, to be frank. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. You had something you wanted to talk about. Um, we both watched this movie on Netflix, The Grinch. Yeah. Um, and immediately afterwards, a trailer for um, 
What's okay? What's the name of that movie? Well, so Netflix is just like I don't know. Is Hallmark is still just pumping out Christmas movies every single year? Everyone makes makes fun of Hallmark movies. That's it's being a dead horse. It's a hilarious Christmas themed horse, but it's been beat. Fuck. But so Netflix was like, uh, excuse you, we can also make shitty Christmas movies. Okay, wait, wait. And wait. so they've got this one film, and it's called A Christmas Prince. Semi-title, The Royal Baby. Okay, hold on, hold on. I am just now learning that this is the third movie in a trilogy. Our hold the hold the fuck. So the first movie came out in uh-huh. 2017. It was called The Christmas Prince. I can only assume it's about a young girl from the city and that's when falling she in love with the a prince. Husband. Yeah. Yes. Second movie is called A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. So I so guess that one just kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. And now we're looking at we're looking down the barrel of a Christmas Prince three, the royal baby, <laughs> and which, it's about to um, shoot your head off. <laughs> which is about, according to the trailer, is about okay. So first of all, there's the, a lot to the, unpack. <laughs> yeah, there really is. So I'm just gonna try to break down what I think this movie's about. First of all, mm-hmm. the couple's about to have a royal baby. Um, cool, good rom com sequel kind of stuff. Great. Um, Sounds great. But also, it's Christmas, which is kind of unrelated to the plot of the movie, it seems like. Yeah, it really is. Also, the um, movie is called The Christmas Prince, and I don't think this bitch is in this movie. I don't think he gets <laughs> born. <laughs> you mean the royal baby? Yeah. They're like, the movie's called The Christmas Prince, but like the whole thing is that she's pregnant the whole movie. Like, there isn't a no, baby. No, no, the, the dad the is the trailer. prince. The baby is the royal baby. But he would no because he's the king now because she's the queen now. Oh, I guess so the that's baby true. would be the Christmas would prince. Would be the Christmas but prince. But he's not. He's not here not, yet. Not yet. He's he's still the Christmas prince. In I'm just Euro. saying there is no Christmas prince in the whole trailer, and I'm just saying Adeline, it's false advertising. Adeline, look. Here's what you need yeah. to understand. Life uh-huh. begins at conception. Making yep, him uh-huh. the Christmas prince now. He is the Christmas <laughs> prince today um but anyway we're missing out on the most important part of the trailer which is that apparently some sort of ancient artifact has been stolen from the the palace no, and it's a treaty between them and this other country that they've had for 600 years and it's a little bit of a criticism of the sexism of china i think okay <laughs> like just a little bit <laughs> But then that gets stolen, but if they don't sign the treaty by midnight on Christmas Eve, as they've been told by some random, like, 13-year-old girl, then their baby will be cursed. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. That's not right. It's an artifact. Why would there be a curse on just a piece of diplomacy between England and China? No, that's the, that's, like, the, like, conditions of the treaty. If the treaty is broken, the baby will be cursed. No, that, hold on, hold on. No, that's what it is, Jackson. That's why this movie's so whack. No, 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 no. Hold on, I'm going, I'm going back for seconds. I'm going back for seconds. Oh, I've been here, dude. I've been, I've been wallowing in it. Cause that's when, that's why she's like, uh, they're a little traditional, and it's because in their treaty, if you don't sign it, they'll curse your baby. Hold on. You're right. What the fuck? Yeah, that's why this. Why do you what? think I want to talk about this movie? It's fucked up. What? So the the Chinese. Yes. Are gonna. Well, they're not the Chinese. They're like the fantasy Chinese. They're not real countries. They've got stupid made-up oh, okay. things. Oh, so but... okay, so it's a made-up thing. Okay, so that's yeah. a little bit better. 
Yeah, that, it's better. That could be okay. So it could be worse. So the um, Sokovia, yeah, is gonna put a the nation of whatever the fuck is yeah, gonna put nation... a curse, uh, put a curse on the baby of the princess. Yes. What? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. My favorite moment from this trailer is just when the lead is like on a Skype call with her dad, and she's like, "You have to help us, or else our baby will be cursed." And then the grandpa just, just like looks blankly into the screen, and he's like, "What?" And then the <laughs> and then the love interest is like, "Yeah, I know, right?" And then she like asks for like a, a bagel or something because <laughs> she's from okay. New York. Every character that's from New York, that's like their whole personality. It's like, are you from New York? <laughs> you like bagels? Um, okay, so we were talking briefly about this beforehand. You asked me. Um, how much, how much do you think the budget for this movie was? No, I was um, talking about the night before Christmas, which is a whole, a whole nother cheese ball. But I don't want to open that can of worms, so go back with me and play with me in the space that I'm creating on air right well, now. I wanted right to talk about the night before Christmas. I don't, I have no interest in the night before Christmas. It doesn't even look that funny. It just looks really bad, and we've already yeah. brought it up. And that's what I wanted to talk about in the first place. Okay, but um, my point is is that I'm part of the reason my, my Christmas season has been so bad is that I'm just finishing this uh, uh, producing class at the college I go to at in which college. I have to like really and truly like produce a full budget to make a movie, right? Yes. The, the script we were given to make a budget for was um, a, a short film that's about 20 minutes long. Yeah. Um, that we are developing on a on a micro budget, okay? And do okay. you want to know what this micro budget that he has given us is? What? That is one hundred thousand uh, dollars. Oh. Which is how much it how much it costs to make a micro budget twenty minute union film? That seems like a um, lot. It's not. Is the thing that's what Weird. the whole class is about. I thought what? you were going to be like $50. I was going to be no. like, yep. Because that's the thing. It's $100,000 is like a very, very small amount of money for which to make that much movie. Yeah. Th- it, this is a, a a SAG production, which is at least 90 minutes long, right? In which mm-hmm. the directors and cinematographers and such are all getting paid, presumably. Uh-huh. Uh, the, like, it... Just maybe give me the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The perspective to realize that movies like this, people sink at least like $10 million into them. Yeah. Even on a low budget to make something like this. And now that I've gone through a shitty script that I hate and planned out exactly how much everything I want to do is going to cost. Yeah. It just makes me like really feel for all the producers of this world. That have to that had to produce a Christmas Prince three, the royal baby. I know. <laughs> they had to read through the whole script and circle every time they mention an object and make a note in a notebook that says, We're gonna have to find somebody to buy this tablet through which the the Christmas Prince will speak to his dad about how his baby will be cursed. <laughs> and I just I don't know. It's just this this world. Sometimes it's too much. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what, um, Adeline? Yes. We haven't gone to the heart of this issue, which is that I'm mad at you for making me watch The Grinch because it sucks. You didn't like it? I liked I, it. <laughs> what? Okay, Tell wait, me... do you like it more or less than the Jim Carrey Grinch? 
Definitely less. Really? Every time I have to sit through five hours of the Jim Carrey Grinch, I like it a little bit less. The Jim Carrey Grinch is not that bad. It's not that bad. It is five hours long, though. I don't think it's even that long. I think it's like 100 it minutes long. feels like a century. Have you okay, watched it recently? It's a Let very me, long film. I'm going to check the running time. It might... Well, you have to also think about every time it's on TV, it's got added like two hours of commercials. Right. Okay, Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a stone cold 100 minutes. Our, wow, that's actually surprising. I thought it was yeah. way longer than that. It just <laughs> feels like it. Anyway. Um, okay, I want you to describe to me what it is that you like about this movie. I really, really like the animation. Okay. I like how they handle the story. Because the How the Grinch, how the Grinch Stole Christmas has like... A detrimental flaw to it, and that's maybe a twenty-minute story tops, and so uh -huh. they have to make that story bigger in every movie that they make of it. I liked the B plot with Cindy Lou Who a whole lot. I thought the B plot with the reindeer was stupid. That was a mistake. I liked the okay. B plot with Cindy Lou Who though. You do. Yes. In which, what's in what's which, your problem? In which? In which? Yeah. The one of the many Who's down in Whoville. Is a single mom yes. working night shifts. You don't like that? Doing, doing her best to make ends meet. In this story <laughs> by Theodore Geisel. Jackson, it's set or in Dr. a modern Seuss. You like that it is a story about a single mother working the night shift. Yes, I do like that. Doing her yes, best. You like that you like that part of it. It doesn't matter how silly your voice is. I still like that. <laughs> I am <laughs> It was a okay. modern take on the story and it I enjoyed it. What okay. I here the, the some things I wrote down in this movie are first of all um, <laughs> Wait, I want to start with something occasions. really nitpicky. The Illumination okay. logo at the beginning is way oh, too has, fucking long. Well, it's long and it has the rabbit from Hop in it now. Yeah, Illumination is like, guys, we we made two good movies and we're not going to let anybody fucking forget about it. <laughs> fucking um, Minions okay. and that one rabbit that Kevin Hart plays. So I, I wrote down... Um, or no, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I thought it was Hop, but that's a different movie. I'm thinking no, of The Secret Life the, of Pets. God, I haven't thought about Hop since Hop. maybe 2011, which I think is when it came out. Anyway, here's what I... Some things I wrote down. I said, first of all, whose should not be working night shifts? Second thing I wrote down, whose should not be single moms? And the third thing I wrote down is, whose should not have dead parents? What? Nobody's parents are dead. Or I guess the Grinch's parents are dead. Yes. Okay, but like. The Grinch is the way that he is because his parents are dead, Adeline. Okay, well, okay but that's way better than. Okay, hold on. First of all. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> Who's are just people? Did you not watch. No. Did you not fucking watch Horton Hears a Who? Who's are just silly people. They've got problems like the rest of us. They're trying to bond with their sons. They're trying to make ends meet as a nurse. Who's are just no. people, no, 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 Jackson? No, no, no. Like you or me. Who's they live in a fantasy world created for children? Where they got real problems, Jackson. <laughs> it's so asinine. It's so asinine, and I and I don't like it at all. I, I like Lou it Who, very much. And little Cindy Lou Who is like, I just I just want to ask Santa to make life easier for my single mom. Yeah, You're that's the sweet, real heroes, Jackson. 
This movie is so fucking stupid. You're I stupid. You. I hate you. Um, <laughs> okay. 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 I mean, basically, basically, I've already gone through my my biggest beef with this story. Is that you don't think that who's are people with real problems, Jackson? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I think that's an asinine. If imagine, I just am imagining the pitch meeting for this movie. Okay, but hold on, Jackson. If we live in a fantasy world and the who's are like, I'm fucking a who. I got no problems in the whole world. <laughs> then I fucking agree with the Grinch, and that's not the point of the story. The Grinch is supposed to be in the wrong and learn what's great about Christmas. And if it's a fucking fantasy world with no problems in it, then Christmas doesn't mean anything. I think... Okay. Jesus came to a world that was in trouble and he saved it. Jesus didn't come to this perfect fantasy world, Jackson. Adeline, you are ruining Christmas right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm so mad at you. I'm so mad God. at you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Christmas is not for a perfect world. <laughs> Christmas is for the flaw- flawed world that we have. And like, what do you think about the olden times animated Grinch in which the the Grinch, it's like 20 minutes long. The yeah. who's not a single mom in that one. But that one is good also. They're different interpretations, Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I don't like this interpretation. I'm saying I like this one a lot. You're comparing apples to oranges in order That's to prove that you true. don't like oranges. That's not even true. I'm comparing two movies that literally have the same title as each other, Adeline. But they're different interpretations of the story. Every <laughs> Spider-Man movie is way different than other interpretations of a Spider-Man movie. Okay, okay imagine this. Imagine no. if <laughs> this is like this is like if the next Spider-Man movie was about Peter Parker um fighting climate change. <laughs> That's what this is like. It's not though. It is. Jackson, it's literally exactly your biggest like flaw in this movie is that the Who's have real problems and you hate that. That's literally yeah, the on, your only yes. problem with this movie. And I'm okay, saying well, first that's of all, stupid. For, first of all, it makes the only me care about movie. the Who's. It makes it more realistic, <laughs> and it makes you and it just like it makes you like the Who's more, which is important because the Grinch is supposed to be in the wrong. Okay, I'm gonna move forward. Okay. By which I mean I'm going to talk about something else, but continue to be mad about this. Great, yep. Um, <laughs> Same I, boat. I, 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 um, is this, I don't know, is this our worst podcast yet or our, bed po- our best podcast yet? I, I can't tell. What I was going to say is I really like how this movie does like that Seuss aesthetic without being like tired or unoriginal. And I think it's because of the Christmas theming. Like, that opening okay. shots where, like, going through Whoville and we're seeing all, like, the funny shops and, like, all the cool inventions and stuff because it's Dr. Seuss. I don't know. I just really like all the visuals. I think it's really pretty. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're just going to ignore every <laughs> single thing I say, aren't no, you? No. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you on this also. Great, 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 because- great. I don't think this movie is doing anything interesting or in- inventive with the Seuss aesthetic, right? Everybody in the world knows exactly what Dr. Seuss books look like. They have this crazy, squiggly, swirly dealy where everything is, like, made out of these weird machines that don't make physical sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is this is what Dr. Seuss looks like. I think... I don't know. I just think we've seen it enough times and we're all so familiar with it that just taking it as it is and just putting it on screen like this, I just, I don't know. I feel like I want I want more out of it than just that. I mean, I think what I like 
it, I'm going to keep comparing it to Horton Hears a Who because I think that's okay. what it's most similar of in its, right. like, aesthetic. Because, like, the Lorex t- takes place in, like, the distant future and it, like, kind of loses that, like, Who aesthetic. Okay. Even though I think they're Who's. Are they Who's in the Lorex? No, I think Who's are a specific thing. I don't think the characters Maybe. in the Lorex are Who's. Anyway, yeah, in Horton Hears a Who, like... They're all kind of, like, furry and, like, first of all, their design. I really like their designs. Again, it feels like a a kind of, like, a modern, like, real-life design. Like, they're furry and they got noses, but they aren't, like, little animals. Like, they, like, wear clothes and they, like, have a little bit more human designs that I really like. As you say, and I like Horton Hears a Who also because they they are sort of, um, they're, they're taking some, I mean, not huge creative liberties, but they're doing something with the Seuss aesthetic, right? They're, like, playing up the juxtaposition between this, like, sort of, like, corporate city life who town and mm-hmm. the, like, the jungle, which are, like, very different and very separate from each other and have each have their own sort of unique look, you know? Yeah. And that's what I appreciate about this movie. I think, I think it, it makes some hard decisions about what it wants to look like. Are you talking about the Grinch or Horn Hears a Who? Horn Hears a Who. Okay, great. Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, I think part of the reason why I like how this movie looks so much is because the lighting in this movie is really, really good. It's true. It's true. Like, the lighting in all of the scenes is just gorgeous. Like, it's so naturalistic and good. Like, even though I hate the B-plot with the reindeer, when he's going to, like, hunt the reindeer and the sun is, like, Mm -hmm. starting to set and you can, like, see it in the lighting is really, really pretty. And, like, the lightning on, like, the lighting on, like, the snow in Whoville is really, really good. But, 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 when the lighting detracts from the film, I think is when we go into the Grinch's house. Because the Grinch's house is too nice and comfortable and pretty. (laughs) Like, I mean, yeah. Because the whole thing is that the Grinch is supposed to be miserable. But his house doesn't, like, reflect that at all. Like, he's supposed to be, like, super mega separate from the rest right. of the Who's. And then when you go into his house and it's kind of just, like... Like, it's a, a little bit weirder. He's, like, in a cave. But, like, on the whole, like, aesthetically, it's not different, like, at all. And I feel yeah, like it's that pretty really kind of detracts from, like, the kind of making the Grinch seem, like, miserable and the bad guy. And yeah. I think, I think on a whole, I think this movie softens the Grinch just a little bit too much like i'm all yeah. down for giving the grinch a backstory and understanding why he is like i am he not is. jackson doesn't want anyone to have real emotions or problems but not I like in a movie that. based on a work by dr seuss dr seuss talked about important shit sometimes he wrote about how the nazis sucked dr seuss cared that real problems existed yes but hey adeline yes did he when he wrote how the Grinch stole Christmas? Well, he, well, I don't know, because he's fucking dead, Jackson. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Wasn't here. <laughs> I think that, um, I mean, I don't know. Look, here, here's, as far as the Grinch goes. Yes. Like him as a character. Yes. I, I, I like the way that the Ron Howard movie deals with him a lot better, right? Yeah. I think this story works best. It shouldn't, if it's. Sorry, let me start over. I think that this movie works best when it doesn't really matter why the Grinch is so grouchy, right? In the Ron Howard movie, it's sort of arbitrary, right? It's like, yeah. oh, he's 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 green and kids made fun of him, so now he's mad about life or whatever. Yeah, it's really and it's bad like, and stupid. I, it's arbitrary is the thing, though, because it, it doesn't matter. When you try to, like, 
put this whole backstory about how he grew up in an orphanage and how he always felt separated from kids at Christmas, so that's why he is the way he is now. It's like, he's a fucking gremlin with green hair. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, this is not I what the story is about. I care. And I, <laughs> I just think that, like, and... Also, just overarching note, I think the Grinch is too sad and not angry enough, just in general. Yeah, no, I agree that they maybe soften him a little bit too much, but yeah. I'm like, I'm down, I'm down with what they tried to do. I think they just did it a little bit too much, yeah. you know? Because, you know, when we get to the like, point there, where there's it's that like, happy medium somewhere in our yeah. disagreements about this character. And, I mean, you know, like, when I get to the point where it's like, but then he had a devilish idea, and there's that famous picture of him with that, like, horrible, grotesque, like, devilish yeah. smile, you know? I was like, when he's, like, trying to come up with stuff, I was like, how are we going to get from where he is right this instant to creepy, devilish smile? Because I'm not <laughs> feeling creepy, devilish smile from this guy at all right now. Okay, but can we talk about just, like, what a genius idea it was to cast Benedict Cumberbatch? Like, that yeah. was a great idea. Okay, so yeah, my biggest my biggest phrase of this movie are basically just the, the performances from the lead actors, right? Oh, yeah. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is great in this because, I don't know, it's really unusual to see actors like play against type in a voiceover performance you know yeah like that's just a really unusual and weird thing to see and i like really think that the risk that benedict cumberbatch takes in this movie really pays off because i like his vocal performance a lot oh yeah um i also, I also really like cindy lou who yeah um, i love cindy lou who's voice actress like she's yeah. like Whenever Cindy Lou Who is in anything, she's always like this, like, princess made out of snow that will evaporate if you look at her. She's like, I'm Cindy Lou Who. So yeah. I really liked that she sounded like a regular little girl that, like, I know. Like, I just thought it was a really great, like, naturalistic kind of voice performance. Right. And yeah, and this is an Illumination movie, so the only thing that they think of as cute is, like, small things that are, like, kind of scrappy. Yeah. Um... But yeah, there was a moment about a half hour into this movie when I was thinking the whole time, like, I really like this little girl who's doing Cindy Lou Who. Like, she's putting a lot of energy into this. And I thought to myself, there is a a non-zero chance that this is Jojo Siwa. And I I just, got, I gotta make sure before we continue. And good news, it was not Jojo Siwa. Yeah, it's not. Because I, I was, remember I watched it with mom once and she looked it up. Because she thought it was? No, just because she wanted to know. Oh, okay, yeah. But there there was a hot second where I was like, oh, man. I hope that this isn't JoJo Siwa. I haven't seen a frame of any JoJo Siwa content. Do I need to? Um, Maybe a couple. Okay. <laughs> send me couple, the good one. A couple of friends. The good ones. The best of the best. I'll send you my best of JoJo Siwa compilation I've been yeah, working Yeah, thank on. you. On my desk by five, if you um, would mind. <laughs> But yeah, and it's just like I don't know. I really like the this is this is a little bit before that. I I I do like the Mr. Grinch song, except it's like this rap with a child's chorus <laughs> behind Tyler it. the creator. Yeah, yeah I I I, just, I, <laughs> I don't know. It, I like it. <laughs> it's it's weird, but I kind of like that. It's weird. Yeah. It's fun. Um, it's a fun time. Yeah, and I don't know. And like Pharrell is the narrator. Yeah, and it's just like I don't get the aesthetic of this movie. <laughs> But I like it. <laughs> What's with all the like hip hop performers providing ancillary talent? Yeah. In this thing? Like I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Um. <laughs> this might be because this movie is made by Illumination, and their big claim to fame is the Secret Life of Pets. But they do a great job of like keeping Max a dog and still being a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like he see he has a personality, but it feels like like the way that real dogs have a personality, you know? Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like he's like, oh Max. Like he feels like he's just like a regular dog that has a little bit more character than usual because it's an animated film. Yeah, but like it feels it feels like it feels good. It feels real. It's yeah, I mean yeah, no, it's totally it's not like a super goofy cartoon. It's not like the fucking raccoon in the Incredibles. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you hate it feels, that raccoon so much. Like I would, I would choke the life out of that raccoon and not even, not even think twice about it. I hate that. I'll raccoon do what so Jack much. Jack has failed to do. <laughs> exactly. In the theater, I was like, I want this baby to kill this raccoon so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> so back to what I was saying about before you went on your whole thing. I really like, I really like the B plot of Cindy Lou. Because I like what this movie is doing. It is, it's kind of like, it's okay, you got the Grinch movie. It's 20 mm-hmm. minutes long. We got to do something with the rest of the film. And so I like how they're like, okay, we have this character of Cindy Lou. Let's learn more about Cindy Lou. Who is she? Because she just shows up for like, in the original Grinch, she just shows up for like 30 seconds at the end to make the Grinch feel sad about the bad things that he's doing. So it's like, let's make Cindy Lou like a real character. And so I really like, I thought that was a smart decision to kind of stretch out her story and add it to the Grinch story. And they do that in the Ron Howard one also, which I also thought was a smart decision. Mm -hmm. But then you get the Grinch doing his, like, doing his whole plan, which again, I like. But then you have this weird, like, C plot where he, like, he goes to get reindeer and he finds, like, a misfit reindeer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. And so he hangs out with this reindeer for a little bit. And then the reindeer's family comes, and he leaves with his family. Yeah, and then it and never the Grinch really comes is up sad? Again. Question mark because Suck. he's being it abandoned sucks. again. It sucks. Uh, but then okay. it's like, okay, that's fine. But then the reindeer comes back at the end of the movie to save the Grinch's life. But then we never see him again after that. So I don't know. <laughs> right. Okay, A plot, um, good. B plot, good. C bad. plot, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode is I want to talk about sort of, like, the fundamental difference of, like, the takes of these two movies, of the Ron Howard one and the Illumination one. Yeah. Um, because the Ron Howard one has a really specific sort of ideal, right? It um, Because in that one, the Who's are kind of phony, right? Like yeah. they're all they're all super into Christmas, but they're all kind of mean to each other. And Grinch thinks that it's like all blown out of proportion, and they're all mean, and they all act like they're super into Christmas, but they still are just like shitty in general. And that's yeah. like sort of the the mission statement of it. You're supposed to kind of relate to the Grinch in a certain kind of way because yeah. the Who's feel kind of skeevy and phony, and you just don't really like the cut of their jib. Well, because you know? they're into like the materialistic, like fake, like commercialized right. Christmas, and not the real Christmas, which is what Cindy Lou is trying to find. And what I think is smart about that movie is that I think the Who's at large are learning about the true meaning of Christmas as much as the Grinch is. Right at the end of the movie, the Who's and the Grinch sort of come together both to like understand how cool Christmas is, and it's not just about the Who's being perfect little angels turning turning the Grinch into a good guy at the but end. To be know. fair, it's been a grip since I've watched the Ron Howard one. But the problem with that, up until that moment where they both come together to find the true Christmas, the rest of the film, it just creates a situation where I don't like anybody in the film. You don't like the Grinch in that movie? I mean, I you like the Grinch because he's funny and he's Jim Carrey and he's the main character. But you don't... He's not... 
he's still the bad guy. Even if you understand what he's doing, he's still the bad guy, right. you know? And if all the who's are just, like, mega unlikable, which is what the Ron Howard movie tries to do, then I feel like it's just, it, it creates a weird conflict where it's, like, I, like, the Grinch, I know that the Grinch is the bad guy because I know this story, but also I don't like the who's, so I'll just right. sit here and not like anybody. But yeah, I don't know. But my point is, is that in this movie, the who's are, like, achingly sincere, right? Yeah. They're just, like, so into Christmas. And everybody's wonderful and kind to one another at all times during this movie. They're mm-hmm. just these, like, perfect little angels who love Christmas so much and Better to Cover Badge is just grumpy about it, you know? Well, and he, I mean, He's and grumpy because... about it. Okay, he's grumpy about it because his parents died and he grew up in an orphanage and he never got to have Christmas. Okay, I was he's wondering not sad why the Grinch he's... was so grumpy. He's and not now sad. I know. <laughs> he's not like this because his his parents died. That's a part of it. But it's it's the fact that no one would show him that love that they were showing to everyone else at the time. And I think we see this a lot with the best friend. I'm going to say his name wrong because it's a made-up name. But the Bringle Mom, the friend who's always trying to be friends with the Grinch. <laughs> sure. There's hey, guess the- what? I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I, Continue. I, I like this film. <laughs> Because Bringle Brum, the whole movie, is, like, trying to be the Grinch's friend, but he's also kind of being, like, everybody's friend in kind of, like, this insincere kind of, like, I'm friends with everybody kind of way. Wait, like, he's wait, our- Oh, wait, sorry. I was confusing him with the the little boy. I was no, not- no, no, no. You're talking about Keenan Thompson. Yeah. Okay. And, like, how he's kind of friends with everybody and thinks he's fun with the Grinch. Mm-hmm. But there's this moment at the very end of the movie where- well, first of all, when the Grinch comes to seal the sleigh on the top of his house, there's this moment where the Grinch is like, this guy's having a party and he didn't invite me, despite the fact that he thought that we were friends. And I, and then at the end of the movie again, when the Grinch is giving his I Realize What Christmas Is About speech, you have this like moment of just him, of just Bringlebaum, where he has this moment of like, oh shit, I should have done more to be nice to the Grinch because he was like... In a worse situation than I thought that he was. Like, I don't... I think it's, like... It's that when everything is great for you, you forget that it's not great for other people. So even while the Who's were enjoying Christmas, and enjoying Christmas for the right reasons, they were still enjoying Christmas in a bubble. And that's what the problem was. Mm -hmm. So people like the Grinch, who didn't have anyone to celebrate Christmas with, they just didn't get any Christmas at all. They didn't get any love at all. And that's what the problem was. Mm -hmm. That's why the message of the movie that Cindy Lou keeps trying to say is that everybody deserves to be happy. Right. I just, just in general, I wish that this was a more original take on this story you know like what about the nurse mom jackson that is not that is nothing i just i don't know i'm gonna choke you out so so like the um this podcast is canceled (laughs) we're breaking up i feel like duo the, the um what was i saying oh so i mean like the main story it's like the grinch is grumpy he has an idea he goes to steal Christmas or whatever. I don't know. The whole story is just, like, built... In in this movie, the whole story is just built around these, like, extended bits that aren't funny. Like, okay, I wrote down... I wrote down exactly what was happening um, for a little while, just so I could illustrate this point, okay? Um, so we spent about five minutes with the kids. They're talking about 
how they want to kidnap Santa. A couple of kids bring up some ideas. They don't work. And they come up with something and they go to the next scene. It's like, okay, showing the process longer than necessary, but whatever. We spend about 15 minutes with the Grinch as he um, finds a reindeer who would have no narrative significance moving forward. But we just thought it would be cool and fun if he just was trying to find a reindeer for a little while. Yeah, that fucking reindeer, I think, is the worst part of this whole film. It, and he then, doesn't do anything. He's not funny. I don't know why he's fucking right. here. here. Here's the meat. Here's the meat of my illustration. After yeah. they, after they get the reindeer, after about ten minutes of nothing, yeah. um, they they go home. Uh, or no, this is where they steal the sled. So there's a sequence where he steals the sled. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, after that, they go home. There's a little sequence where he talks to his dog about how cool it was that they stole the sled. And then the Grinch gets into bed and goes to sleep. The next morning, he wakes up, he drinks some coffee, remarks on how good the coffee is, and then walks out the front door to go to whatever the fuck is the next thing that happens. <laughs> like, they're, they're, do you understand I'm gonna, what okay. I'm saying? I, I think this is a straw man argument. Because I think... You are intentionally you see the thing is you're just describing what's happening in the scene uh-huh. and not any of the visuals or the things that are going on in the scene. If you did this with literally any film, it would seem just as bad. But my, I mean, I will grant you that. I I think that the visuals are not very interesting. Like, okay, I'll try to be a little bit more generous with it for that sequence, right? It's like so they go back home after stealing the sled and the sequence is literally like he's in that same bedroom you've seen once already before. He's on his sitting on his bed talking to his dog and he says but how there's cool- that goof that every aunt in the audience will love of Max wants to sleep in the bed and Grinch is like no okay. you're not allowed in the bed but then the big reindeer comes over and starts doing puppy eyes also and so he gives in but in the morning, they're both the dog and the reindeer kicked him out of the bed. Because that, doesn't your dog do that, Jackson? I think that's a different part of the movie than the one I'm describing. No, that's this part of the movie. He only goes to bed once. <laughs> <laughs> and he never wakes up. Um, okay. My point is, is that most of this movie is made up of just, like, asinine filler. That's just, like, a series of bits that have no thematic or emotional or logistical bearing on anything else that's happening in the movie is that fair to say no but continue why do you think it's not fair well because i think i mean we've already talked about this like the flaw of the grinch is that it's a 20 minute story and so you have to elongate it right and if you want to say the ron howard it doesn't have a lot of scenes that are just jokes that go on for way too long i would call bullcrap because it absolutely does i think it has much fewer than this movie does. Oh, I don't think so, man. I think Jim Carrey hands it up for a very long time with only a 50% <laughs> success rate because it's Jim that, Carrey. That is true. I stand yeah. by what I said, though. Okay, but you gotta, if, you're, if, we're, if we're putting Ron Howard's Grinch on a pedestal of good Grinch movie, you at least gotta admit that's got the same okay. fatal flaw as this Grinch movie. Okay, you know what? Fuck this. Clear the schedule. <laughs> we're watching Ron Howard Grinch right fucking now. Okay. You are going to put your money where your mouth is, Adelaide. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. what. What's our next week? What, that's Batman. I, I want to talk about Batman Returns. And 
at home alone. Okay, I guess we can't. I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm just saying. What I hill do think, you want to die on, Jackson? Uh, <laughs> I. Okay, I got other I'm stuff. <laughs> I, was, I love, I, I really like the goof of the Christmas carolers following the Grinch. Okay. First of all, it's just really funny. I like how they're like. Jets, jets snapping jet down snapping. the street. That was so upsetting. I don't know. Did you? That's I love. It's hilarious. It is I upsetting. I was just more genuinely disturbed by it <laughs> I was than I was. Singing, like the most intense Christmas song <laughs> that gets really weird after the first verse, like all yeah. Christmas carols do. <laughs> I think the only joke from The Simpsons in a really long time I've ever laughed at was at one of the Christmas specials and they're singing Christmas carols and Marge goes, we only sing the first verse because it gets weirdly religious after the first verse. I'm going to write... No, 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 gonna, hold on. Okay, go for it. Shut it. <laughs> Another thing that I really, really like love about this movie is that I like the I love the background characters because there's so many of them and they're animated so well. Like in every scene, if you look at the background characters, they're all like intentionally doing something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like really impressive. Like with the carolers, when like the Grinch like runs into the store, like you can still see them like kind of like finish the last note through the windows. And like as he walks to the store, they're still like hanging outside and like talking to each other. Like it's just little stuff like that. Like all of the background characters just like have a lot of character to them. And I think it makes Whoville like a lot more like alive. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through, and I'm gonna write down all the things that I like. Okay. Not write down. It's talk about. Say. Um, yeah. <laughs> I already talked about how much I like the performances. That's cool. Yes. Um, uh, oh, hold on. Can I put in a couple of dunks first that I, we've moved past? Fine. <laughs> first of all, that gag or he's at the store are literally just scrapped bits from Despicable Me understandable literally most of this movie i feel is actually kind of like that but whatever um (laughs) shut it uh and when he goes to the organ and he's playing music for like a really long time um but he's playing all by myself and (laughs) that's really funny no i think that is the easiest and laziest possible joke for that you didn't like the organ cover of all by myself i thought that was great I think a much better joke would be if you were playing, like, a Shin song or something. Like, some really chintzy, sad indie rock music. I think but that nobody would, be would get that joke or yes, recognize they it. They would just think, oh, he's playing a song on the organ. Jackson. You would have to incorporate somebody saying the name of the song, or the band at least. Yeah, if the, the joke- Grinch would look over at Max <laughs> and say, hey, Max, this is a song by the Shins yes. that reflects my emotional yes. feelings at this moment uh, right now. Here's the thing. Here's what I would have him say. Uh-huh. He would play a song. He would play something off of, um, what's the name of that Shins album? Sleeping Lessons. Okay. Um, is that it? Hold on. Man, the Shins stand community is gonna kill you, Jackson. I think it's called Sleeping Lessons. Yeah, it's called Sleeping Lessons. I was right. He starts playing Sleeping Lessons by the Shins, and he just says something to Max. He's like, "Oh man, the Shins really get me right here, right here, Max." That would be funny. That would be much funnier than the most overused, most over. All of the fam, this Jackson, all of the children and grandmas in the audience, and a majority of the adults also would not still true, not, not get true. that joke. 
I agree with you that All By Myself is kind of an easy target, but I think that it's still funny because everybody would get it, and it's the fact that it's an organ cover is very funny in itself, that it works. I want you to look at Shrek. Tell me how many of the jokes in Shrek- I'm always looking at Shrek, (laughs) Jackson. How many of the jokes in Shrek would play at 100% capacity to an audience of 10-year-olds? But the adults. And if you're telling me I can't have one, I can't have one in this movie. Well, but I'm just saying that you're. If you were like, here's a new joke that would play with adults, I'd be like, great. But you're dunking on an already existing joke that I think is fine. That I don't think is funny. Moving on. God. Um. Okay. Here's 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 my my good stuff. Um. Hold on. I'm gonna just make sure there's no like one-off things I want to dunk on before I move forward. Great, 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 great. Okay, okay, okay. So, I love the, um... Hold on one sec, one sec. Okay, I'm just gonna say one thing that I like. (laughs) Okay, okay. I really like the gang of, like, Cindy Lou's Who's friends. Like, all those little kids. I think they're really funny. (laughs) Okay. Like, that little kid who's, like, sucking on the candy cane like it's a cigarette. And he's like, I gotta get home before before the timer goes off. And he's like, and his other friend is like, the timer. And he's like, it's new, don't ask about it. Like, that's just really (laughs) funny to me. That's pretty good. Um, I love the, um... Uh, the little bit where the little girl's in the snowsuit and she's like, I'm going to the North Pole. And she's just like struggling around. Like, little kids in big fluffy snowsuits is always funny. I, I don't care who you are, that's funny. <laughs> I um, don't care. The, the big, that sequence where they're bringing in the like comically large Christmas tree and it like comes in on the helicopter and like fucking blocks out the sun, kicks ass. Yeah. It's like, somehow they are, they managed to capture the, like, genuine scale of that thing in, like, a really visceral way when you see yeah. it. And you're like, fuck, that's a big <laughs> tree. I think it's because we established how big the Grinch's, like, house is. And then we're yeah. just like, take a look at this big fucking tree. And you're big like, fucking fuck, tree works. that's um, a big fucking tree. Oh, the Grinch mentions explicitly how old he is at one point. That fucking sucks. I'll, yeah, he's I'll, 53 years I'll, old, which I'll seems just, a little old. I'll just leave that there. How just, old do Who's live? That's another it's question. It's just more information about the Grinch that nobody asked for. <laughs> um, the, the gag where he's like, I have this great Christmas idea. And then they go down to the lab where there's the giant fucking chalkboard. And he's like, and now check this out. And he spins it around really slowly. And on the opposite side of this massive chalkboard is just the word Santa Claus in tiny letters. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's really good. <laughs> like genuinely the funniest part of the whole movie. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> um, and oh, there's that brief moment with the kids near the end where they're like, Oh, I, there's, like, just all these different gags of the kids, like, wanting to try to, like, tucker themselves out so they could try to sleep through the night, which yeah. is, like, a very relatable kid thing to do, because I just remember, like, always not being able to sleep on Christmas Eve and, like, yeah. trying to figure out good ways to make myself go to sleep faster. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and there was one more. Okay, there's one moment where, like, the pathos of the Grinch, like, actually got through to me. Whereas it's, it's, like, right near the beginning, before they introduce all the bullshit. It's just, like, he they just established that he's bitter and sad living in the cave. And he's just, like, sitting down at one point, and he just, like, kind of says to himself, like, it's, it's better this way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn. 
Like, yeah. I, I feel that. Like, that's cool. Like, good on you. I mean, not good on you, but like, bummer to be the Grinch. He thinks he's lying to himself. Which he's, is, I think, he's got real problems, because, Jackson. Because I think that is an appropriate amount of pathos. See, here's the thing. I want to know how the Grinch is feeling. That I do want to know. I do not want to know about all of the things that happened in his life up until then that made him feel that way. Okay, hold on. The Ron Howard movie goes all the way fucking through his whole childhood. Don't even start with me, but son. But they don't make a big thing out of it. It's yes, goofy. that's the whole movie! Is no, them going shush. through the Grinch's weird puppet childhood? <laughs> it's goofy and arbitrary. It doesn't have anything. It's just a joke. It's so long, Jackson. I, it's like <laughs> it's, 20 minutes of the whole film. Yeah, it's good. That one's good. But Okay, this one goes through his sad his sad childhood, but it's only one scene, and then we're done with it, and then we build off of it, and we move on. And it's not but, a joke. They want you to take it so fucking seriously. But it's short. You only have to take it seriously for like five minutes. You gotta sit through this dumb joke about the ch- about the Grinch being ugly as a kid for like 20 whole minutes in the Ron Howard one. If you are trying to tell me that the baby Grinch puppet is not funny, you've got another fucking thing coming, Adeline. <laughs> it's an affront to God. <laughs> it is And it funny. should not exist. Baby Grinch walked so Baby Yoda could run. No, Baby Yoda's gonna kill Baby Grinch because the Baby Grinch is an affront to God and Baby Yoda is Jesus incarnate. Have we gotten Baby Shrek yet? Baby Shrek, Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Baby Shrek is also an affront to God. (laughs) If it existed. I know. Remember, Jackson, Shrek had triplets. I'm not talking about Shrek's kids. I'm talking about Baby Shrek. I don't know if we've ever seen Baby Shrek. We maybe see it in the Rumpelstiltskin one, because that's all about, like, the past. So could maybe be, we be. do. I, I have remember. not seen Shrek Forever After since it was in theaters, so I can't see I watched it, like, maybe, like, three years ago, and I remember being like, oh, this is better than I remember. Yeah, I've, I've heard that it's, like, pretty decent. Yeah, this, okay, so real <laughs> quick tangent. First <laughs> okay. Shrek, amazing. Shrek. Second Shrek, amazing. Third Shrek, fucking garbage. Fourth Shrek, pretty good. Pretty decent. Fifth Shrek? Let's, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I I have decided, I'm calling my shot now. I called the shot a long time ago. I yeah. think Shrek 5 is going to be a masterpiece. I see. Okay, I would give, a, I when, before Frozen 2 came out, I was like, I'd give a million dollars for Frozen 2 to be good. I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> right. But I, because I, I just haven't had the time, but I really want to see it. People say it's good. But like, I would give a billion dollars for Shrek 5 to be good. Like, I don't, like, God, I would want it to be so good. I want it to be good. Because, like, I don't know, I haven't done any research about the the creative talent involved. No, I don't even know what's about. I think Tom Holland's in it, actually. Could be. I don't know. He's gonna play Prince Arthur, and I'm gonna riot. My, uh, my... My stance is just that we live in this weird world right now where sequels that nobody asked for can be super good for no reason sometimes. Yeah. Mission Impossible 6 and 5 were both incredible. Mad Max 4 was nominated for Best Picture. Yep. Um, Wolverine 3 got nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. I think I, I just... We live in a society. We live in a society, and I have no basis for thinking this, but I think Shrek 5 is going to be the next one of those. My biggest criticism of DreamWorks and a lot of other animation companies is that they will make a great piece of original content and then just make so many sequels that it just sucks. Like, it happened to Madagascar, it happened to Shrek for a long time, it happened to fucking... 
Third example, oh, it happened to Kung Fu Panda, because the third Kung Fu Panda was bad. You're lying! That, the third what? Kung Fu Panda was okay. It was nowhere as good being... as the second Kung Fu Panda, which fucking kicks ass. Kung Fu Panda 2 is radical. Here's my, my, my frank... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Here's my frank appraisal of the Kung Fu Panda movies. Yes. Um, I kind of have no opinions about which ones are better than the other because they all kind of blend together as being all pretty solid. How, dude, Kung Fu Panda 2 is a gorgeous film. I it has no right to be as films. gorgeous as it is. Sorry, say that again. They're all gorgeous films, all three of them. But uh, but the fucking like fire with like that white peacock and they're like doing all it's like all industrial and shit. It's so good, dude. But J.K. Simmons was in the third one. But yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, look, the Jade. I've seen I've seen all three of these movies semi recently, right? Yeah. If you held, if you showed me a scene from any of them and held a gun to my head and said, "Which one is this from?" I would say, "I don't know." I'm enjoying it though. I'm down with it. If you're a fucking <laughs> like, fake fan, Jackson, God. I maybe I am, but I still have the right to feel the way I do. Don't tell me I can't feel my feelings. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wrote down that I wanted to write, that I wanted to talk about that was good. The snow effects in this movie are really, really good. But they also only kind of, like, capture, like, one kind of snow. Like, when they first made Frozen, and they knew and they knew that they made half of a good movie, and they were like, oh, check out our awesome snow effects, because it's the only thing that was good about the movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was really good because they had all these different, like, types of snow effects and it was really cool and realistic. I feel like this movie had an awesome snow effect, but they only had, like, one kind of snow, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they um, had, like, big, like, chunky snow and that was, like, it. And they do it super well, but there's only right. one type of snow. So, I don't know. In general, I like the, the like, stealing Christmas sequence. There's a lot of good gags in it, but I kind of want to save that for, like, the end when we start to wrap it up. Um, mm-hmm. The, um, I just want to say that I was fucking livid when the the reindeer went away to be with his family. Because it is, it is nothing. This movie yeah, it's spent, it spent about 20 minutes of its already, like, an hour of runtime. Asking me, asking me on bended knee, please, please care about this reindeer, right? And I was like, I mean, okay, like, I'll buy into it just because I'm trusting you to to make this worth my while. And then they just, they took him away and they were like, okay, cool. Thank you for giving me that 20 minutes of your attention. Now go fuck yourself. And I was like- Yeah, that's the only thing that I'll agree with you about. That fucking whole (laughs) C-plot with the reindeer is so fucking stupid. You could cut the whole it, reindeer sea plot out of the film, and it, it doesn't change the film in, in any way at all. It's just... And I want to talk... Like, there is absolutely no theming in this movie. Like, it's about... I mean, I mean, there, I guess there's about as much theming as there is in the original work, which is just that it's about Christmas. Yeah. And how it's cool and whatever. But, like... In terms of the actual characters and what they're doing, it's, like, never appropriate. Like, if anything, the bottom, like, the lowest possible amount of significance I would ask from that reindeer thing is if the reason he left had something to do with him wanting to be with his family for Christmas and, like, was somehow thematically related to the events of the movie, you know? I think, I think but, what they were trying to do on that scene. 
I think it was, it was just more of that, like, what I talked about, like, when things are good for you, you kind of forget about other people. And so I think that was kind of what it was. It was the reindeer abandoning the Grinch to be with his family instead of being, having Christmas when the, with the Grinch because the Grinch needed him more because the Grinch didn't have anybody. The, um, I am. Gonna, I think that's uh, what they were trying to do, but I agree with you that it just it doesn't work. Yeah, Adeline, I'm gonna I think kill you with my bare hands. I think I'm gonna <laughs> murder you, Jackson. Who's <laughs> have real problems and real emotions? Um, and then there's that bit at the end when, like, after all the Who's wake up and the little girl is like, "Oh no, I think this is all my fault." And I was like, "What the fuck is this? Why? Why? What are we doing? Why is she saying that? Who cares? Like." Well, it's because she fucking kidnapped Santa Claus, Jackson. I totally understood why she thought it was her fault. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I'm just saying, who the fuck cares? What is this weird emotional piece of dialogue you're trying to throw in there? What does it have to do with anything else we've been seeing or being told the whole rest of this movie? It's because nothing. The, the whole thing is everyone deserves to be happy. And Cindy Lou is upset because she thinks her mom won't be happy unless she does this thing with Santa Claus. But her mom's like, no, Cindy, I'm already happy because I have you and we love each other. It's not, Jackson, you have a heart made out of stone and I'm going to strangle even you. You're not addressing the thing that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the line of dialogue in which she says, oh no, the whole town is out of Christmas and I think it's because of me and what I did. And then yes, the mom that's says- the same like, no, it's what? No, it's not. Yeah, you she are says that to about... her mom, and she goes, "Mom, I think this is all my fault." And she goes, "City Lou, who? This isn't your fault." And she goes, "But he stole Christmas because I talked to Santa Claus last night. I might must have made him mad." And she goes, "Honey, Santa Claus didn't steal Christmas because Christmas is in your heart." And she goes, and then she says, like, I love you, Cindy Lou Who, or whatever. And they realize that they're happy with each other, and they don't need something else to make them happy. Take that thing you just said. Yes. Cut off the first two sentences and tell me if it's any different. What? <laughs> she doesn't have to make this weird little dramatic speech where she says that she thinks that Grinch was her fault. Well, but it makes sense in the things that happened for her to think that. She kidnapped Santa Claus and then in the morning Christmas was gone. It makes sense for her to be like, oh crap, I must have pissed off Santa Claus. That makes logical sense. But it makes just as much logical sense for her to say, oh no, Christmas is gone. I'm so sad. I thought that we would be able to make it, things better for you, single mom. working." But she, all, she says both of those things, Jackson. She <laughs> can say two things. I'm just saying. She can have one more nothing. thought at a time. She can have more, more than one feeling at a time. But, unlike you, who can't feel any emotions. No, Adeline, they bent over backwards trying to make you feel something at this line that has no relevance or bearing or necessity to anything around it. Yes, it does. It makes sense that she Just because it makes sense that. logically doesn't mean it's a good narrative piece of writing and piece of Jackson. storytelling. It doesn't have to be because it's a yes, line. It, it lasts. It takes oh, no, up. Stop! Stop! It takes Why up three seconds tops of the whole film. 
Did you just say that it doesn't matter if something is a good piece of storytelling, Adeline? I'm saying you're being extremely nitpicky about one fucking line. Because she says two things and you are picking on one that you, you, yourself do not like. And then she immediately says another thing that does make sense in the story. It just has this thing before it that logically makes sense. It's two things working together to tell a fucking story, Jackson. I think the one line, uh, first of all, I'm allowed to not like the one line. And second of all, I think But you're not allowed line, to say that it's bad because you don't like it. Yes, I am. And I think that one line is indicative of a larger problem with the movie in that it doesn't have anything to say and is just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. And most of it sucks. I'm gonna kill you. I, this is your last Christmas. <laughs> God damn it. Do you know the plot of the snowman? That's what's going to happen to you. <laughs> and then Mr. Police. I'm going to put your corpse in a snowman or whatever the fuck happens in that movie. And then Mr. Police won't be able to catch you even though you gave them all the clues. I, ga- I gave you all the clues. Fuck, should we do snowman instead the of snowman. Batman Returns? Okay, can we just keep doing, we'll have Christmas in January. Well, we're just keep <laughs> just celebrating keep Christmas. I mean, because I guess- Christmas, if you're doing Christmas right, Christmas should last all year long. That's true. Um, so we'll I just do we Christmas do... in January. We can do the snowman. That's not a Christmas movie. It's just a wintry movie. That's appropriate for January, I think. Okay. Um. What? Okay. So, okay, yeah. The the sequence at the end where he's stealing Christmas, A-okay, by my book. He's got Very like a fun. crazy weird Tron lightsaber candy cane device that's a grappling I hook and it. a magnet and all this other shit. It's fun. I like yeah. it. It's cool stuff. Um, my my main critic, my one of my big criticisms of this movie, is that in the process of stealing Christmas, we kind of establish that the Grinch is like mega good and making all these like really cool and specific inventions that do things. Mm-hmm. And in the end credits, it's like, oh, he's figured out how to use his talents to make everybody happy, to make life easier for everybody, to make all these cool inventions. And I really like that kind of like story element. I like it so much that I wish it was a part of the movie and not just in the after credits. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. Was there something after the credits? Well, like just during the credits. Wait, what happens during the credits? I think I They're just out. doing it's just the Grinch doing all these fun things with like inventions to like get the like names off the oh. screen. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I just I, think that's a really cool, like, plot device, again, to flush out the character of the Grinch more, and I just wish it was, like, more of, like, a part of the story. Right. Okay, so I got I got so heated that I forgot to do trivia time for this movie. Okay. Um, which I will do, I will do now. Here's the okay. thing about this trivia time. Every week that I do this, I think to myself, the jig has to be up. I'm going to go in here, and there's not going to be anything funny in this IMDb trivia, but I am uh-huh. proven wrong every single week. Hey, um, Jackson. What? You literally said that word for word last week. <laughs> I know. I'm just astonished by it. Still. <laughs> um, okay. So this one is, uh, this this one uh, represents a very common theme in some of these things that I bring up in mm-hmm. which um, every single movie, somebody has to play some weird Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game to try to figure out why it has some connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh my god. Um so this is this is usually I don't I don't put these in because it's like not really that funny cuz usually it's only 1 degree off, but this one's great. Uh did you know that Pharrell Williams 
did the soundtrack for The Lion King 2019, okay. which was directed by Jon Favreau, who directed Iron Man, which is okay. part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which Benedict Cumberbatch is a part of in the role of Doctor Strange. So hold on. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. <laughs> but are they implying that that means that this movie is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? No, they're just saying how crazy it is that it is that way. Pe- people in the industry <laughs> sometimes work on Marvel uh, movies. Yep, uh-huh. Uh, hey, Adeline, did you yeah. know that The Grinch was released two weeks before Black Friday? Did you know what? that? I, why do, I didn't. Pretty, I think I actually did. Really boggles the mind. Yeah. Um, here's a great one. Because it's about how consumerism is bad. So they were like making, <laughs> making a point. This one's great. Uh, uh-huh. Did you know that there is a scene where Donna Who is late for her bus and chases after it, yelling the bus driver's name, Sam, who stops and let her in. This is a reference to the film Speed, 1994. Okay, if okay. If if that was true, that would be so good. That would be hilarious. What if I don't we made... think I don't think it's true though. I wanna make an animated movie. In About which, speed? Well, I wanna make an animated movie that basically is the plot of speed, but animated in the style of Dr. Seuss. A yeah. whole bunch of who's get on a bus with a bomb on it that will go off if the bus goes yeah. underneath 60 miles per hour. How it will is be called... Speed not like a five minute like short film? How is it like a whole full length mo- major motion film? Like what do they do for the rest of Speed after they get on the bus? Like what do you what do you do with the rest of the movie? I do know there is a point at which the bus gets launched into the sky and hits a plane. That does happen in that movie. I have not seen it myself. Do we need to watch myself. Speed? I think we need to watch Speed. We should... Un- okay, for January, we got to set aside time for the snowman and Speed, I think. And Speed. Um, th- <laughs> I think Maybe Kung Fu Panda 2. My animation... Uh, my animated version of it would be called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. <laughs> <laughs> the little bus that just couldn't... That just could. The little bus that couldn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And this is my fourth piece of trivia. Uh, this is this is this is like a Hall of Famer. Okay. Uh, did you know that Benedict Cumberbatch and Keenan Thompson were both in animated films where studio members at animation companies are mentioned during the casting call of main cast members outside the credits? Cumberbatch previously appeared in Penguins of Madagascar, whilst Thompson, excuse me, whilst Thompson later appeared in Wonder Park 2019. Both films, respectively, had a character voiced by Ken Jeong. That was fucking nonsense. Like, do you know that? <laughs> do you that want me to made read it no again? That made no, please God don't. That made no fucking sense. Like you were saying words and my brain was like hearing them, but like not registering any meaning from any of them. So okay. So they were both in animated films that also had their name in them? What the fuck? What was it? Members of the... Basically, movies This is a bad fact! Movies where crew members appeared alongside the title in the opening credits is what it's trying to get at. So, like, this movie... uh, What's the name of the producer on this movie? 
it said like Stephen Jokowski. It's not his name, but I made it up. It's mm-hmm. a Stephen Jokowski production, The Grinch. It says in the opening credits, which yes. ties it apparently inextricably to um, Penguins of Madagascar and um, Wonder Park, who, which also um, both have Ken Jeong in them. That's so <laughs> fucking stupid. Who even? Who, okay, love- who knew? Who knew? Who knew that enough to write it down? Like, who cared enough? <laughs> I love imdb trivia this this is uh, my favorite thing about this podcast and i'm excited to look at it every week why does it what what that was fuck i hate that fact (laughs) that fact has broken me (laughs) god okay all right. I'm just so mad at you. <laughs> Do you want to wrap it up? Jackson yeah. says thumbs down. Adeline says thumbs up. Do you want to hear a five-star review of this movie? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, Someone that agrees with me. This is a... Um, <laughs> give this movie five stars. Um, this movie is from... Or this review is from Letterboxd.com. This person says... And with a nip in the NY air came the feeling it was time for a Christmas movie. I settled on a tale of a man with green hair. The Grinch was perfect for a day with a nip in the air. The Grinch is such a cute movie, much better than the Jim Carrey version. It might even defeat Sing as my favorite Illumination movie without Gru and his minions of yellow. Wow. For this Grinch, he was quite a nice fellow. As cold as it is on this NYC night, this movie made my heart feel warm and light. Jackson? Yes? I fucking hate this person. (laughs) I have never thought more about committing a crime than I do right now. I love- Wow, I can't even, like, explain to you the rage that just filled my body, because I also don't understand it, but I want it out of my body. (laughs) He only rhymes, like, twice. Yeah, it doesn't all rhyme! (laughs) <laughs> he also said, okay, so he, they live in New York City, so I know where to go to commit the crime. <laughs> or they're Why did he New say York? that there was a nip in the air? Twice. Like, three times? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, is, this, this episode's really taken a lot out of us. <laughs> God, I have to go to school tomorrow. I have to be a person. I've only made my way through, like, a quarter of my buzz ball. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about that on the podcast? We didn't. No, my name is Adeline McMurray. Uh, <laughs> my name's Jackson McMurray. This has been No Nerds Allowed. <laughs> and there are No Nerds Allowed. Yeah, fuck it. Who even gives God, I just like took like four years off of my life. It may have ruined our relationship for years to come. <laughs> Someday, years down the road, when we're um, when we're like big and famous, and we can do like live show tours, 
I think yeah. like our big like one night only New York City event is just gonna be like we do a screening of Illuminations of the Grinch and we just beat the shit out of each other in like a boxing ring. <laughs> well, I think what we, what we would do is that it would be like a debate with like two podiums, but the movie would just be playing and it would just be us yelling e- yelling at each other like as the movie played. Right. <laughs> I'd be I so down for that. that. Yeah, dog. We need to just make a note of that idea. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> Put a pin in it. That's not a bad idea. There's like two lecterns up on the stage. And the movie just plays and we just yell at each other over it. There are, there are quite a few movies that we could do that with. <laughs> yeah, you could do it for Jurassic World. We could do that. Or Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that for um, Thor The Dark World. Yep, yep, yep. Incredibles 2. Yep, yep, um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. This is a great idea. TMTMTM. Yeah, honestly, this is pretty good. We could just do it. We could go on a tour and do a different movie every night. And I don't know how legal that is, but we could figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, the, uh, I'm, I'm, I like the idea of there being a boxing ring, though. But no, I like, I, I like the more of the idea of, of like a like real like debate with like podiums and like microphones and like you're in a suit and I'm in a pantsuit. I like that way more. God, this buzzball fucking sucks. <laughs> Stop drinking it. It literally, I paid four dollars for it. I can't. <laughs> it okay, tastes, I'm gonna stop. Re- it I'm tastes stop like recording. chocolate milk and vodka. It sucks. <laughs> chocolate milk. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll stop recording. Also.